Oh, my stars, Steve. My stars and stripes. We have some exciting news. Shall we tell them? We should reveal that Chinwag is hitting the road again and going on a West Coast tour. Yes, that's right. If you missed us in your fair city, truly, friends, don't fret, don't fear, don't have a panic attack. (laughs) Do not panic. We will be recording live Chinwags in May in Los Angeles, Portland, and Seattle. Yes, in L.A., we'll be at Dynasty Typewriter on May 14th. You can go to chinwagpod.fm slash Los Angeles for tickets. And on May 16th, we're going to be in Portland at Revolution Hall. For those tickets, go to chinwag.fm slash Portland. And we'll be at Town Hall, the great town hall in Seattle on May 17th. For tickets to that, go to chinwagpod.fm slash Seattle. You do not want to miss this. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be mighty, mighty. So get your tickets at chinwagpod.fm, and we will see you there. Come on out, waggers. Come out, waggers. Come out. (laughs) Come out of hiding. Welcome to Chinwag, everybody. We are very glad to have you back for another random meander through a variety of topics, <laughs> and most specifically, Satanism. Yes. But before we do that, what do well, we need well, to encourage people to do? But we should introduce ourselves, Steve. Oh, okay. That's a, I guess that's kind of important. Go ahead. <laughs> people know need, who you are. I know. Do we need to? Do we need to? Everybody at this point must be just, you know, filled with joy to hear our voices yet again. <laughs> I'm Carl Sagan, and I'm happy to be with you. <laughs> Nice. Nice. Very nice. And who am I? I'm, uh, yeah. Who the hell would I be? Carl Sagan. That's fantastic. You're Alistair Crowley. I'm the ghost of Alistair Crowley. And this is Chinwag. And welcome uh, once again. And yes, indeed, we're going to be hitting the topic of Satanism today. But before we do that, uh, we do want to say thank you for listening. And always remember, please go to Apple Podcasts. And uh, give us a shout out. Give us give us the thumbs up. Uh, give, give us the five star review if you would. Give us a five star review. Give us comments. Whatever. And and it helps. and send us comments, questions, emails, fan yeah. letters, fan Indeed. letters, telling us how handsome and charming. <laughs> and speaking of handsome and charming, Satan, <laughs> the the adversary, Satan. The that adversary is our topic Satan. today. That is our topic today. Uh, neither one of us is an expert on this topic, but uh, but that never stops us. Show a surprising uh, familiarity with 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 old Scratch, with Mister Splitfoot, with uh, with the devil himself, <laughs> Mister uh, Splitfoot. That's, that's fantastic. What, isn't that what they call? I never heard that. That's old great. Scratch was one that name was for him. Old Nick, the Lord of the Flies, <laughs> Lord the, of the Flies, the King of Lies, the Prince of Darkness. No, Prince of Darkness is Dracula. Which I suppose is it all blends enough. together. It does. It does all blend together. Uh, all kinds of amazing things coming up in this exciting uh, conversation. This exciting meander through the world, the exciting world of Satanism. Welcome. Steve, let me ask you a personal question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, you have, do you have a mother, Steve? I do indeed. Fantastic. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, well, yes, we all do, but I'm sure you're a good son and you love your mother, don't you, Steve? Uh, uh, the best. I'm like legendary. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Well, I got a tip for you. You can really win Mother's Day. Win your mother over on Mother's Day. Cement your reputation as this really good son. Give your mom an Aura digital picture frame. Have you heard of these things, Steve? Yes, I have. They're loaded up with decades of photos. You can just like hook them up to the phone and then you get the photos running through it, kind of scrolling through it. You seen these things? Yeah, they're great. They're really cool. Yeah, and you can get everything uh, and pictures of your mom, pictures of whoever, your family, your brothers, all, all these things. They're a wonderful item. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code word ChinwagPod at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This is high-wire shit going on here. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is like high wire shit going Improvisation. on right Improvisatory. As if it's not all completely pulled out of our asses, basically. It is funny. Satanism, Steve. Satan. Yes. Satan. <laughs> the king of lies. What is it? The lord of the flies. Evil. Evil. But the church of Satan... Satanism, well, I don't know if there's differences between Satanism, the Church of Satan, like are there different, like we're talking, yeah. we're talking Satan today. We're oh, there's a fine-grained uh, distinctions the, to draw here, my the man. The king uh, of darkness. Well, that's a, it's interesting. <laughs> I, I, all I, I, my, I'll tell you my one contact with the Church of Satan was uh, back in my, in my cozy little hometown of New Haven, Connecticut. <laughs> there was a guy who used to walk around who professed to be a bishop or something in the Church of Satan or whatever really? they call it. Yeah, an anti-bishop or whatever. Did he have an outfit? Was he, there had an outfit? A, he had it. He had it. He, he was. This is this is the eighties. So he looked like he was in like you know Echo and the Bunny Men or the Cure uh, or something. Band. It was very gothy and very early gothy. But he was really this very kind of normal guy. But he did this. Yeah, and he would dress sort of in black and stuff like that. But the thing that I really remember is he he would wear. <laughs> He would wear a uh, this. I shouldn't be laughing because you know. I mean, if it was my face, dark I, stuff, man. Yes, <laughs> this is this gets very dark. He would wear the priest's collar backwards. Oh, he would man. wear the yeah, and he would um, he would revert. That was the thing I really remember about him. Did so, he scare people in the community? Where you're like, there's that guy, you know? For sure, away. people were, and I was probably in high school, so I was, of course, intrigued uh, by this guy. Even though there was a part of me that was like suspected he might be a bit of a bit of a charlatan, I was, a little, but still, I thought it was kind of cool. What did you the, guys talk to him? Uh, I had friends who hung out with him. I didn't. Oh my god! I was too. I think I was too. Like. We're gonna we're gonna be killing a pig or something, aren't we? If we hang out with that <laughs> There's guy, there's gonna be a but, goat involved. <laughs> but in fact, I don't think anything like that was going on. In fact, I think Church of Church of Satan. It's is, totally different. Yeah, that, like you, that's right. The the, tradi the Satanists of the old days, and like maybe you could include <laughs> Aleister Crowley in this. Uh -huh. um, they would use the the symbols of paganism, so there'd be like goats and you know sacrifice and stuff. Um, they were sort of into the magic pagan tradition, but Anton LaVey and that now, he Church comes of Satan along stuff, later. Anto, so, so yeah. Aleister Crowley is kind of like early, late 19th century, early 20th yeah. century, up to kind of mid 20th century. He's exactly. the sort of guy. And and then you have Anton LaVey is the kind of Aquarian age guy, beatnik era guy. Yes. Who and picks they get up like put together, like they're sort of part of the same movement. They're not really because the, the Church of Satan is really just atheism. And it's uh -huh. just going under the banner of we're the we're sort of like no longer under the sort of sway of the church and that kind of sheep morality. We're kind of like the Ubermensch, <laughs> you know. We make our own, you <laughs> right. know, truth it's just, kind it, of thing. It's not just atheism because it's like I yeah, mean, it's more than that. Atheists always strike me as kind of sitting around, <laughs> kind of kind of dry, dull guys like sitting around. You know, what I mean, it's a little bit like. Lyndon LaRouche. That's right. They don't have like, costumes. Yeah, yeah they're they all kind of sitting around in like a badly lit, like you know, room in a in a, in a you know, having having playing chess. And yeah, stuff. drinking. Yeah, drinking bad soda and having <laughs> playing chess and stuff. But these guys, it seems more like it's a the idea. I mean, for Aleister Crowley, his whole thing was, if I'm going to get this right, do what thou wilt shall be the uh, whole of the law. Awesome. That was what that was. Uh, Their slogan, awesome, right? Awesome. That was Aleister Crowley's like credo. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. And yeah. so uh and it's the opposite of Christianity. That's right. There's no no constraints at all. There's nothing. Yeah. And I see, but I'm always confused with him whether it was technically Satanism with him or whether it was just his own kind of like crazy thing. I mean, he's this. Victorian era character who, yeah. who, who, like is, Conan Doyle. He's in a club with Conan Doyle, I think. Was he? Really? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they were in a club together, just a, secret society. Well, he was shit. one of those. Well, well, oh, yeah. was he Was he in the, that kind of club with yeah, him? Yeah, like they were in these kind of secret societies, uh, not Knights of Templar, but you know, like uh, they were like literary groups, super uh -huh. smart people. But book, also book like clubs. The, they were book clubs. <laughs> book clubs with sacrifices involved. No, they 
They were in a book club. Yeah, they were sitting around reading <laughs> the reading the latest bestsellers. Um, the, the, but but yes, okay. And he was that kind of like gentleman. That he was from that kind of background. He yeah. went to like totally Oxford, upper class, yeah, upper class guy, at least upper middle class kind of guy, and and he got into all of this. I mean, like I think paganism. it's paganism and also I think like Eastern mysticism, yeah. what they would have called Eastern mysticism then. Esotericism. Which was, right, yeah. which would have been really exotic and would have been sort of, you know, to people, this kind of exoticizing Tibetan Yeah, mysticism. that was really big then. That, that's when like that stuff developed. We've talked about this before, the Madame Blavatsky and yeah. the Theosophical Society. Right. So it was like... They were really, people were really smart. They were going, they were really into like Egypt and pre-Christian right. iconography and, right. and Hermetica. Yeah. Like, so they looked at these traditions from ancient Greece and Egypt where you mix together like Hermes and Toth or something. And that right. creates this magic tradition. <laughs> yeah, right. They made up their own sort of, this. yeah, I know. Where the <laughs> fuck are you getting this from? It's like. Toth and Hermes, but they kind of made up their own yeah. system. He really made up a, by drawing in a lot of different things. Yeah. And then I, what's weird is he they had he had some big influence at the time, but also like the hippies like well, that uh, comes later. Led for Zeppelin, sure. yeah. Later yeah, got for sure. went back and bought his house or something. They were really into Jimmy the, Page. The imagery and stuff. Jimmy Page lived in his lived, maybe still lives in his house. I know I haven't talked to Jimmy Page in a while. We haven't been in touch <laughs> you need in a to little reconnect. while. I need to reconnect with Jimmy Page. I need he hasn't invited me over in a little while to come <laughs> hang out by the pool at Alistair for Crowley's house. The pool filled with blood. <laughs> the pool at Alistair Crowley's. <laughs> with Jimmy Page and the gang. But here's the but uh, he drew in like yoga and stuff like that. And this uh -huh. is before these things had become, I mean, he, like you just said, he kind of created something that then became really, that that, that was a big part of the kind of yeah. hippie Aquarian thing, the beatnik thing, all this sort of like, yeah. But, and I remember once I had a friend, uh, I have a friend. I actually, besides you, I actually have another friend. <laughs> you have friend. another friend? I do, I do. <laughs> and And she, I remember said to, I had these books and she was like, what's the deal with you and like this being interested in all this stuff? Uh, and I was like, oh, I don't know. It's fascinating. I mean, and she was like, isn't it basically you just kind of trying to like kind of take a dump on your middle class existence <laughs> a little bit, which is kind of what he was doing, wasn't it? In the a rebellion. Lot of yeah, I think yeah. that's right. He's he's like raised very uh, stiff upper lip, you know, Christian. And then he like all these guys were counterculture. They were like hippies before the beatnik and hippie movement that we right. recognize in the 60s. And I think that's right. There's something about rejecting all the constraints yeah. of like morality that yeah. your parents raised you on. And so yeah. you're just going to go to this way other thing. Yeah. But I don't think he was, I think you're right. Crowley was not technically a Satanist, even though I think he's using some of that iconography and stuff. Yeah. I don't think he officially says he's No, a I think you're right. It's a pentacles, pentangles, pentagons, which is it? Pentagrams? No, not pentagons. It's a pentagram. The pentagon's a whole other fucking hotbed, hotbed of evil, hotbed of evil and vice. Get your sigils right, man. I'm sure so. Wow, sigil. That's a good, that's a good use of that. That word, um, but a penta the pentagon the pentagon must have some. If a pentagram and a pentangle are evil, the pentagon must have some evil symbolism too. Stay away from it. That's what I'm saying. Is I mean, there's all kinds of weird thinking about like that with like Washington D.C. Isn't there? Like, isn't there a whole thing about how Washington oh. D.C. is laid out? Is this whole Masonic conspiracy? Really? It, no, I had I didn't heard that. The uh, civic planning of Washington has some sort of the harmony of it is uh, is is masonic. Is satanic? Oh, it's no, masonic. no, 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 okay. no. It's masonic, which to some people would be satanic. I mean, would some be people satanic. see the Masons as being evil, but it's something to do with that. So, so I don't wonder that. I'm sure there's. I'm I sure mean. There's I mean, you you did this whole show like Lodge Forty Nine that was like about secret societies, which is a fucking awesome show. Thank and you like, for mentioning the television show Lodge Forty Nine and giving that it a is a, it is a great and you Thank guys you. get into that stuff too. These like crazy like uh, secret societies and th but then when you research them, 
It's like you can't find much about him because it's all oral. It's They're secret. secret. <laughs> They're all, yeah, yeah, that's true. They're all secret, which is the point. So that's it maintains the mystery. But I my I always maintain with those things that, you know, you Nothing's go, really going on. Probably nothing all that donuts, interesting is that donuts book club. Chess, donuts, book club. <laughs> <laughs> my dad my dad was in the Knights of Columbus, which is like the Catholic Secret Society. Right, yeah. And he, he was like sworn to secrecy. He couldn't tell me oh, about the initiation. Yeah, sure. Then finally I got it out of him. You know, right. it, it was like super mundane. They would sit right. around and drink beer and talk about their wives or whatever. Totally. It was like nothing totally. really. No, we have a yeah, we we have a, a rum fruitcake occasionally to really <laughs> Spice things up. No, definitely. The Knights of Columbus, I was always, so that's, that's the, it's a Catholic one. That's a Catholic version. Anyway, I was going to say more about Alistair Crowley, although I think it might be Crowley. I'm not Crowley. So sure, I bet you're I right. It's Crowley, Crowley, I think. But I'm not going to bother. It doesn't matter to us. Yeah, Let's I'm, not no, stand on yeah, I'm not, yeah, not going <laughs> to bother with that. Alistair Crowley, um, he, he was super interesting too because he would adopt these different um, personas through time. Oh. I mean, it's very weird when you see pictures of him, he looks totally different every time you see him. And he would take on different names and he would take on different sorts of personas and stuff like that, um, which is really strange. And I remember I read a biography of him and I remember thinking, I think in some basic way, this guy was a brilliant actor oh. is what he was. And that at some level, his ability to completely control the reality around him. And it's really interesting to me because I remembered thinking like, oh, that's magic. That's uh -huh. magic. This ability to change, force reality to change like that through the sheer ability to just get people to believe differently. Yeah. Is magic in some weird way. It's like, and, and so in a weird He's way- He's using he, psychology- um, but you're right. It's the same idea in magic, which is you manipulate the material. Like the main goal in magic was to change like base metals into gold, like that alchemy thing. Is that the original and, thing yeah. that everybody was trying to do with magic going way back, yeah. going back to the, I mean, did the Egyptians do that stuff? No, they, they, there were two things they wanted to do primarily, although it went in all these different directions. One was make gold, and everybody wanted to do that. Even Isaac Newton wanted to do that. And Amazing. then the other was even weirder, which, which appears in the, one of the great, speaking of Satan, the great stories of a deal with the devil is Goethe's Faust. Mm -hmm. And in there, it's, especially in the second Faust, the idea was to make a little homunculus humanoid. Right. That was like a major goal of the magic tradition. And what is so they make one. To have the ability to create life. Yeah, sort of like the, it's like the, what Frankenstein eventually became. Right. These guys were trying to do that, make life. Yeah. So you would have, so you were, you were God, you were creating life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I wonder, <laughs> what, what was the goal with this little guy? You make this little guy. That's a good question. And then what the fuck are you going to do with him? Does he grow? And, and it's a miniature man. It's not like a baby yeah. or anything no, like that. It's, it's a, miniature like a miniature man. man. That's so weird. He does your bidding. He goes out and gets you like whatever you need, man. But he's two inches tall. He's like, <laughs> the fuck is he going to do? You have to make an army of these things. <laughs> or you grow around. him. Yeah. There's a there's a scene in one of the Frankenstein films. It's not the first one, but it might be the second one where they're making the wife or something and they make a little homunculus. <laughs> make they make some homunculus. That's wife dude. of Frankenstein. You're wife, talking about yes. wife, wife, wife of, of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to call it wife. Wife of Frankenstein. Um they make they, they you're right. There's a whole weird Don't homunculus. They? Yeah, that's yeah, really weird. It's, it's very strange. Up. Yeah, he's like in a little jar and stuff like that running around. Which, but that that deal with the devil thing is like a common cultural trope. Like part of blues lore, yeah. That you you make you want to get really good at playing the guitar and singing, then you go to the crossroads and you make a deal with Satan, yeah. and then you become really good at something. Super powerful. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that was a sort of yeah. I mean, that's that's a uh, Crowley in some way was claiming that he was sort of drawing on that kind of power. I don't, I think he did do stuff like try to summon demons and stuff like did he? that. I think so. And that's where you get into a lot of this, what I'm going to call sex magic. <laughs> yeah. You use like when, a, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get a very white kind of yeah, voice. I'm yeah. I'm going to let things get a little bit. I'm going to let things get a little after, <laughs> after hours. hours. Chin wag after hours. 
<laughs> little chinwag after hours. We're going to start talking sex, sex magic. magic. Sex magic. And for our friends in England, this advertisement. This is Paul Giamatti speaking. And this is Stephen Asma. And this episode of Chinwag is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is indeed, Steve. Let me ask you a blunt question. Do you ever feel stuck, Steve? <laughs> I'm serious. Do you ever feel kind of stuck in the mud? Every day, my friend. Yeah. Every damn day. And then what happens is you get overwhelmed because you're kind of stuck, right? True. As I get older, and I am getting older, folks, I may not look it. You may <laughs> think, oh, he's like Dorian Gray. He's going backwards. Yeah, wow. He's, <laughs> he's, he's going backwards. I am getting older, folks. It's hard to believe. The thing I notice is how important it is to maintain a balance. You know, I guess you'd call it work life balance. I don't think I'm alone here, but therapies help me do this, this balance. It can help you find equilibrium. It can help you feel more empowered in the decisions you make, the boundaries and priorities you set. It's good in that way. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Sometimes that's hard, right, to find the right person. So this helps. You can change. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash chinwag today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash chinwag. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, more Chinwag. I think I had somebody once again. I have another friend. This is not even the friend I was talking about before. I have another friend who was into this sort of stuff. And she was always talking about, uh, you know, Wiccan stuff. And she was into lots of really interesting stuff. But she said to me that the K at the end of it, because you see magic spelled this way, especially in this context, when you're talking about kind of real like ritual magic like this. It's M-A-G-I-C-K. And the K, for some reason, is some sort of, it re- <laughs> it represents for some reason and in some way the power of the phallus, I believe. That Whoa, is some, I did not that, know that. I that, think never so. Heard it. That it's giving a connotation for some reason of like sexual potency oh. and power and stuff like that. The letter K. Just so, I, I'm now, once again, this is something I was told by... Some hippie I knew in Seattle. Well, this I'm going to so, take that as gospel, my friend. Okay, that, so we're that's good spread, enough for me. <laughs> but I think our mission is really clear on Shenwag, which is to spread as much as many lies as possible. as possible. Which reminds me, actually, I knew a guy. I knew a guy. I cannot believe. My life sounds so sketchy when I start talking about this. <laughs> this guy at a bus station. I knew a guy. I knew a guy in Seattle. Seattle was a weird place in the late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> I knew a guy who ran a, an herbal apothecary. Uh, it was called the. It was called the. Was it called the Tenzing Momo? It was called something, and it was a. Oh, it had this Tibetan, Tibetan sort of, uh, and it was this extraordinary place. It was very old, and it was just filled with millions of these jars that had fucking you know, mandrake root and shit in them, <laughs> licorice, licorice bark and shit, and it was all just like <laughs> boiling down elderberry. Yes, and it was just like, rub this, you know, make a poultice of of (laughs) vanilla bean and mercury and since, you know, blow it up your nose and you'll, and it was all this, you know, all this kind of amazing stuff. And this guy who ran it was this very old guy, pretty old guy named Jeffrey, who used to sit in the back of this place. And he would kind of sit back there. He had a little skull cap and little glasses and a little granny glasses, old hippie. And he claimed to have been friends with Aleister Crowley. Oh, really? And that he had hung out with her. And then you realize Aleister Crowley, I think, lived into the 60s. And so this kind of Victorian era character was living in the 60s and hanging out with with uh, with these hippies. 
And wow, I used to I go, yeah, I used to go sit in the back room with this guy, and he would just tell me about all magical kinds Jeffrey, of shit. magical <laughs> Jeffrey with the fucking with, with the fucking you know potent potions and everything, sitting back there telling me a little bit about. It. I don't remember much about, but he always told me I should play Aleister Crowley. That would and, be a great. That would be a great part. That would be fascinating. It would be. It would be. But as I say, ultimate actor. I do think that he was kind of a genius actor. That's what he was doing. He was sort of changing his reality by changing his personas. You know, well, it is interesting was, that a lot of these guys. And again, they, that's very unchristian. That's very yeah. Un that's what I was getting at. Everything. Is, you know? Yeah, they're, 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 this magic K phallus connection is interesting because- <laughs> Special they, K. <laughs> Special K. Crowley thought that um, his mission was not just to throw off the shackles of oppressive morality in Christianity, but also to celebrate like gender diversity and mm -hmm. sexual right. diversity. Yes. And there isn't just male and female. Yes. There's like a mix of these. Yes, so, for sure. And you see this in Anton LaVey's stuff too, like in the Church of Satan. Yeah. They're all about like getting rid of the binary of any kind, like all binaries. Ah, That's kind of a magic tradition. That's So cool. they'll celebrate the phallus. And, and this reminds me in... In Cambodia, they have, and in India, they have these giant penises everywhere. And you're okay. like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and they're like, that's the that's the um, the lingam, lingam, which is a right, symbol yeah, right. of Shiva. Uh -huh. But they also have one for females too. It's called the yoni, and it right. looks like a uterus or something. Yes, looks like a big and donut it's in the temple. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, it's it in does. the temple. Yeah. It's not like opposed to religion. Right. It's part of the religion. And I think right. they were trying to get that stuff going. Yeah, and a lot of that's I think that's that's a really good that's totally right. They were they were eliminating like dualities. The good yeah. and evil, no, none of this. All of right. this stuff, there's just one it's a flowing, it's a constant flow of things and change and things changing yeah. and things being changeable and chaotic. Yeah. Do you ever see the there's that wonderful image that they all use, which is the Baphomet, which is like it's a uh, it's a goat and he yeah. has <clears throat> He's got like, it looks like it's part male, part female. So uh -huh. it has breasts, but yes. it looks male. So yes. it's supposed to be both. Yes. And it has one hand up and one down. This that's is right. tar tarot cards. Yes, that's and right. And it says like, uh, it says uh, like bringing together and breaking apart in Latin, like on either arm. So it's like everything is this process of something right. coming together, then breaking apart. Interesting. And that's like part of their... And then they use that Baphomet. When people see that Baphomet, they're like, oh my God, it's the devil. Right. But right. it really means more of this other sh thing too, this much more complicated it's not story. It's evil necessarily. Right. That's cool because, and again, that's a, I would assume that's like a Western symbol, Baphomet. He's a, yeah, he's a I, Western I so. character. He's not, not like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Western European tradition character. Yes. Because yeah. that's, it's the same kind of idea, again, I, I gather behind the idea of something like Shiva in Hinduism. Yeah, it's I like, think so. It's, cre it's being created and destroyed at the same time. At the same time, it's coming into being and going out of being, at the same, which yeah. is a little different than what you're saying. I mean, you're Well, it's very similar though. Like you've got uh, the Shiva's the destroyer and then like Vishnu's the preserver and then there's Brahma. Mm -hmm. And Brahma's the creator. Brahma creates, Vishnu preserves, Sh Shiva destroys. It, okay. You need all of them. Ah, but it's okay. sort of like the yin and yang or the yin and yang yeah. in Chinese philosophy where you have, it, you know, these opposites. People, everybody's got the tattoo of the yin and yang yes, symbol for on sure. Them, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And it's like, you know, everything is sort of interconnected and interwoven. Uh-huh. And it's and and then you have the symbols like in Tibetan uh, traditions of the... Um, what is it called that the when you when you literally see uh, a, a conjoined male and female they're they're fucking they're having sex it's like oh, a, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a it's a it's, it's a kind a of icon yeah yeah it's a sort uh, of and and uh, yeah yab yum yab yum yab yum yeah which is yeah. A, yeah, right it's awesome right that's in <laughs> oh like my god we're learning things yeah here. we really are learning things and um but that's I remember reading about that and what's the name what's that fucking uh, Who's that hippie guy? What was he? Jack Kerouac. Like oh, there, there's the a lot of that in the beginning of um oh for Christ's sake, what's that book called? Not on the road. What's the On the Road? One? Not oh, Big Dharma. Sir. Dharma. Dharma the Dharma bums. There's a Dharma lot of bums. like they're doing a lot of yabyum in that. Um Yeah, I think the 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 beats really got into Buddhism 
Mm-hmm. And I think Kerouac was raised a Catholic. Mm-hmm. And then yes, he, he was. And he wanted to throw off a lot of his Catholic, you know, oppression or whatever. Yeah. And so I think he, he was really drawn to Buddhism and then people like Ginsburg too. Yeah. And they were kind of like back to nature. It's amazing how through guys like these people, these figures like Aleister Crowley and stuff, this yeah. stuff gets really woven into, I mean, you can't, that's really interesting. How, Somebody was saying uh, <laughs> that even now, like, uh, if you now, I don't know if this is true, but if you look at some of the kind of fashion that Beyonce and Jay Z are wearing, you'll see they have like a shirt that has that slogan. What was the slogan you said of like, "Do what thou wilt say- shall be the whole of the law"? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah, I don't know as much about Anton Lavey and all that stuff. All I know with him is is things like Sammy Davis Jr. was like hanging out with Anton Lavey. Come on, and like I think so. And what's her name? Um, Oh, come he on. Was a mu- he was a musician. I know that. Anton LaVey was? was? Yeah. I think oh, was he, he was. originally one of these guys who was like a lounge singer or something? And then I, I don't like- know. I, I sort of picture him like he was kind of like a folk singer, but I have no idea. That's, Let's, you're, thinking you're thinking about Manson. You're thinking about Manson. No, no, that's Manson who was a folk singer. I, no, I think LaVey was also like making records. But Did hey, he really? You, yes, our <laughs> listeners will correct us. They will write in and they tell sure us. They sure will. I hope so. I hope somebody will come in and write <laughs> Somebody clarify for somebody us. Somebody yeah. get a fucking pilot in the wheelhouse. Get a pilot in the cockpit somewhere. Jesus Christ. <laughs> just careening around. It's just nuts. But this how does Sammy Davis Jr. Well, figure Well, no, I just in. think that's he was one of these guys. He was one of these guys again. And it's this idea of like you want your you want your religion to to prosper. Go to Hollywood, you know. Like oh. hang out. It's like um, it's like uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a not a Scientologist. We're not. Uh, I have to do a quick disclaimer. I don't know what I'm talking about about Scientology, but I think that that was a part of his thinking. Was like you know, fa- famous people will will be able to sort of spread your your word around. Um, more effectively, you know, that it's like you hook into which. And which, he is, that, that is located in California, right? That is where the Church of Satan is is housed, I think. Maybe it's Hollywood even. Oh, is it? Is the Church of Satan? I'm is pretty there sure. Like, is there like a, is it, does it, like, can I just like, can I, pick, can I pick up my phone and dial, <laughs> and uh, my rotary phone and dial the number and, and get the Church of Satan on the line and just be Yeah, like, get their newsletter. Leave um, a message they, on their answering machine. Like, can I? They have a website. They're out there. So they're, they're actually still functioning as a formal Church of Satan. One thing they did recently, which oh, is yeah. really kind of cool. Uh-huh. Did you see that? They uh, yeah, put a giant yeah. statue. That's right. right. What was that? What happened with that? Well, that was the, we were just talking about the Baphomet image. And then now I suddenly realized they made a statue of that guy, which is right. the goat creature. Yeah. And then as a way to protest like uh, Christian fundamentalism, they wanted to sort of say, look, we have to have the separation of church and state. You can't just put the fucking Ten Commandments on the if you're gonna Capitol do that. building. Right. Yeah. So if you're going to do that, we've got a satanic dude here, and you can't stop us because right. you know if you're letting the one in, you got to let the other in. That's so they right. have every once in a while they have these parties where they bring it to a capital and they put it up, and it's like a huge shebang. <laughs> so there's no. We got to go to one of those, baby. Yeah, that would be great. We got to get to the next one of those. So there's invite no, us, people. There, yeah, please. Oh boy. <laughs> That you just made a huge, you might have made a really big gambit right there. You just made a big move. I laid down. Check and mate. Invite us. Um, it, it, uh, but there's no permanent statue. They, somewhere there isn't like in, you know, I don't know, out in like Spokane, there isn't like oh, a, I don't know why I, don't I picked know. Spokane. So there's not that kind of thing. Um, that's fascinating to me. Oh my God. It's like, the interesting thing is to go way back to Satan, to go back to like original Satan. And the idea that like, I think it's in, you're going to know this better than I am. I think it's in the Gnostic tradition, which was this, you're going to have to talk about, you, 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 yeah. you're going to understand this shit better than I do, exactly who the Gnostics were and stuff. But I think in the Gnostic traditions, like the snake in the Garden of Eden is not, it's not that he's a good guy, but that he's not evil exactly yeah right um what's the deal with all that professor yeah the 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 gnostics are like the some of the earliest christians and their view of the bible they're very influenced by like persian ideas of zoroastrianism and 
and this influences these magic and satanic traditions too, but they think that the God, uh, there's two main powers. Mm -hmm. One is all good and one's all bad. Mm -hmm. They're fighting out a war. And that's just the Gnostics believe this. Yeah, the Gnostics Uh believe this. Uh And then the, the... the, all the good is like the spirit realm and all the bad is the flesh, the, fl- the body, the flesh, the physical world. Mm-hmm. So the evil God makes the world. So the Gnostics think that Yahweh from the Old Testament is actually the evil power making the world it in creates Genesis. creates the material world. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's going to keep pain and suffering going. And while he's doing that, the good God puts a little spark of the divine into each one of us. That's he can sort of barely reach us, is, is the yeah. kind of, right? He's like, he can't quite contact. He's sort of losing. And, yeah. Right, uh-huh. And so what we're, well, we have this, the Gnostics think that the material world is a mess, although most most traditional Christians think that too. Yes. And <laughs> the so, <laughs> so do atheists. Yeah. And the, Frankly, the soul is yeah. trying to get to God. Right. And so, yeah, they, they had this very different view and it was popular, but it got kind of quashed and went underground. It became like the, like you said, the shadow. Right. It becomes a shadow narrative. Yeah. And so the, the snake, the serpent in the garden is giving you spiritual knowledge or just knowledge at all is something that's going to free you from the material world. Yeah, this I don't know enough about to okay. say much on, but it and makes why sense is that, that going to stop you, Steve? Why would that? Why would you? Why? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let me. All right, let me go ahead. What I what I think it means, Paul, is this: okay. uh, you have a lot of the bad guys in the Bible in the Gnostic tradition are actually the good guys. Right, it right. sort of reverses out like that. The Greek Orthodox writer Kazantzakis sort of argued something like this. Right? Um, is that is he, he's the guy who wrote Zorba the Greek? Is yeah, he, he did Zorba yeah. the Greek, the last temptation of Christ. That's right. Yeah. Oh, is that? And he's, that but he and that, he's kind of talking about the human, in that book, that's a novel that he wrote, Nikos Kazantzakis, right? And then there's a movie and, too, a and Scorsese there's a movie, film. Which is a, have you ever seen that movie? I did see a long time ago. It's no it's, comment. It's <laughs> I don't, I just don't remember. Oh, it's a blank. You mean it's just a blank? You're not. It's, it's a not blank. A, yeah, I got, it's not I an got aesthetic nothing. judgment on it. No, you're not, not just like can't talk about it because it was <laughs> traumatic or something. Or it was no, just it's just a blank. Such a piece of garbage. You don't even want to go there. It's just a blank. Well, I do. I remember it, and I do. And, and it's great. There's a lot of great stuff in it. Is it? But it's very funny because it's all like. Harvey Keitel, I think, plays Judas. <laughs> like and it's all drunks. just him. As, it's all just yeah. It's all just him. Like Jesus, I want to kiss. Let me kiss your cheek, Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's really hilarious. It's really it's great. And you're like, well, probably closer to what it was like than anything else. Um, I always remember my fa- I always remember my father saying my dad was a he was a medieval scholar, and I always remember that we saw when we were kids. He took us to see. Uh, Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Oh, yeah. And he was like, that's probably a more accurate depiction of what it was actually like. <laughs> and, 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 and in fact, I don't think he was wrong. In fact, I just was reading something about how they, sorry, this is a real tangent. Do, Go you got to remind man. me of how to get That's back to where we wag. were. Okay, okay. but you got to remember about how to get back to where we were. But I just saw something in the paper <laughs> about some. A joke book, some like medieval or even older, Anglo-Saxon maybe, Middle English joke book that the, oh no, what it was, it was the, it was the, it was, it seemed to be the kind of notes for a, for a bard. It was a bard sort of notes and they, they found them and translated them. And essentially these bards would travel around (laughs) from like tavern to tavern and they were like stand-up comedians. Uh-oh. And they had, and they had, uh, and they, and what they discovered in this thing and translated were what were probably jokes that oh. he would tell. So it was his notes that were like, "Here's, a, <laughs> I'm going to tell that." And one of the like jokes, fart jokes, yes. And then there's a lot of fart jokes. Actually, there's a lot of fart jokes. There's all the stuff about that's just like when the miller gets uncorked, you know, there will be strong winds for the entire season. You know, it's all just like it's all these fart jokes. But there's there's this crazy joke about a giant about a giant rabbit attacking and killing people. Holy shit, really? People, and that's hunt, the, people are hunting grail. rabbits. Yeah, it's in the Holy Grail where there's the killer rabbit. <laughs> oh my and apparently God. killer rabbits are like a thing in that's the Middle Ages. Yeah, Holy because shit. I think the <clears throat> joke was this harmless little thing. Oh yeah. my God, what if it turned around and killed oh, that, you? Yeah, I thought Python invented that, but it sounds no, like it's a tradition. <laughs> I don't th- I mean, maybe they, maybe they did, but it turns out <laughs> that it was actually a thing. So that that I stuff was, uh, that. yeah, no, my dad was like, that stuff is probably... 
closer to what it was like. Just this <laughs> fucking weird chaos and people are just like, you know, fucking stabbing each other randomly. And when the shit. Miller comes yeah, and just random, you know, or whatever it was, you know, it was something like that. We'll be right back. And now more exciting chinwag. Um, where the fuck did I take that from? Why did I just I don't go know off how we, Oh, hey, fucking, okay, I can get us back, kind okay, of. good. There is a, because we were talking about Satan too, the whole medieval world is afraid of these, you know, satanic images, and they're all about trying to keep virtue as much as possible. Mm -hmm. But if you look at, like, if you look at Satan in the Bible, mm -hmm. like one of his most famous appearances is in the book of Job. And mm -hmm. there he is kind of, he's not as, he's not the bad guy because he and God are hanging out. Oh. God and him are hanging out and God is saying, look how great jo Job is. And Satan's like, well, yeah, but he's got everything. He's rich. His wife's pretty. His kids are smart. He's like, why don't you let me like ruin his life for a few weeks mm -hmm. and see if he's still like devoted to you? And God's like, yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so they take and this by bet. your definition, that makes Satan like not such a bad guy. <laughs> I'm yeah, I have, a low, I'm I have a high bar yeah, for evil. That's it's interesting. Like, you know, like, uh, that sounds kind of that sounds kind of bad. It sounds like the guy kind of sidling up to the senile old like boss of the company, and it's just like you know, that just I sounds like, like the guys I yeah, used to work with. Yeah, you know, you back should, in the yeah, old back days, in, back in the, academia, it's just really you know, I think you should fire him. I think you should maybe not give him tenure. Ooh, okay. Yeah, let's you know, see what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens to him. But you're, yeah, you're, well, but it is that weird, it is but that But he's not an thing. enemy. It's more like, you know what I mean? Like they're not, yeah, God's no, like, 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 don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that, it's that crazy thing that's always to me about theology, Christianity, I suppose. And theology and stuff like that is this is this whole like he created the world and then intentionally let it get fucked up mm -hmm. and it's just like what it just never really works for me <laughs> i just always am like if if that just doesn't make any sense like why why would he do that you know and i guess it's a paradox that's the I problem of evil yeah yeah so it's a paradox that's why some people just go, well, I'm going to be an atheist. It's like a deal breaker. Like all the misery is like a deal breaker. Yeah. Like, I it. think, I think, I actually think for a while that's what I was doing. I mean, I think that I, I just was like, it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't. And so the easiest, the thing that made sense was, was atheism. And and it also ended a conversation about this stuff, which was good because it was like if somebody well, like in the get, family or something. Yeah, no, or, no, just oh. anybody wanted to get into oh. it with me, I'd just go. <laughs> You're eh, just like, sorry, <laughs> atheist, and then they'd go, oh, okay, you know, which shut everybody up. <laughs> it was a good way to just shut the whole thing down. <laughs> that's <laughs> actually fun. That's funny. That might be the main virtue of it. You just drop it on people. What's anybody? Like, okay. What's somebody going to do? Yeah. You just kind of go, yeah, sorry, no, 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 buy anything. Although you would, you would be extra points in a conversion. So some people might be That's like, true. yeah, let's no, it go. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. It wasn't, it was the people I was, I was saying it to. But I also just think that I, I thought, no, it just, nothing else makes any sense. But then I remember I was working on a movie and uh, there was a guy on the, on the movie who was um, sort of an assistant to the director. He was a really interesting young guy. And we were talking about this stuff and I said I was an atheist. And he was like, he was like, really? You're a, you're a strict materialist. You believe that there's absolutely, you really do. And I was like, no, I can't, I can't actually say that. I, I do believe that there's something. The spirit more. realm or there, there's yeah. something else. Which is interesting material. because like in the, in the church of Satan, do they believe in heaven and, is it still the heaven and hell thing? Is it still I the think, like, is it, are they atheists? And, I you, think and you the, started this whole thing out by saying yeah. that basically they're atheists. Yeah. The, 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 and now we're talking about that precise organization that comes from the Anton LaVey and down to the present. Mm -hmm. Those guys are just atheists. They have no additional metaphysics. But culturally, we know lots of Satanism before that and still now even that's much more metaphysical. They believe in heaven and hell and they're... Mm -hmm trying to make a deal with this other, the adversary, you know? So when I say Church of Satan is atheist, it's just those, got, just those, that group. Yeah. What other people believe, I think, <clears throat> might be more insidious. Might actually be that kind of stuff. But nobody's but, but, doing, 
Yeah. When you were growing up, though, like in the 80s, do you remember there was a huge scare, uh, like a satanic panic? Let's uh, hear about the that. 80s. Ah, uh, yeah. the 80s, Steve. The satanic panic, when man. We were, when we were both growing up. But, but at that time, yes, there was a whole panic that I think originally started around one school out in California, I think. There was a preschool, exactly. the McMartin school. schools were involved, yeah. Yeah, and it was a whole thing. And and it got into this whole area of recovered memory stuff. But and what did they say was happening? I think they said it, there was abuse, like sexual abuse Well, the abuse children were kind. saying, yeah, they, they, the yeah. kids were saying that there was all kinds of stuff going on and sacrificing animals. And yeah. then there were tunnels under the school and stuff like that. And, oh, and, man. and they would get more and more Baroque. And then they were flying and stuff like that. I can't believe I remember all of this. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? What have I been doing with my life, Steve? <laughs> yeah, don't you have like all these scripts? Don't I have scripts anything? you've memorized yeah. that don't just push it all better out? to do? Like, what have I been doing? What have I been doing with my <laughs> yeah, life? Yeah, you know Shakespeare, for God's sakes. Not man. really. No, I know about, I know about, I don't really actually. I know this shit better. I know about the McMartin school scandal thing. <laughs> the tunnels. And it was a mother and a son in the tunnels under the school. And then, and it was a whole thing. It was a huge scandal. And then it, and, and it was a kind of, I mean, I think it was the initial thing. That then caused this sort of rash, this kind yeah, of panic. Yeah, it that, sort that of caught on like a contagion. Yeah, yeah, and and, uh, and 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 unless I say it was tied to a lot of what I'm going to assume was sort of uh, a new field and sort of psychotherapy and stuff with sort of recovered memory stuff. Recovered memory, which there's yeah. like all kinds of controversy about whether they're real, whether it's a real thing or not, and yeah, and it's been discredited and not discredited, and yeah. you know, I don't know. And it's and I, and I suppose Freud was talking about all this stuff, really. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like Freud. I think was, that's right. You know, so it goes back to that. But anyway, yeah. So that happened, and I think the two of them went to prison. I think maybe the mother and the son did some jail time and, and stuff like that. And then the theory was that you can, and this is not to discount any case that's actually happened, yeah. but yeah, there yeah. are cases, it is, the memory is such that it can be led down the primrose path. For sure. You, I mean, there's definitely the right all way. kinds of real things related to this yeah. stuff, but it's true because it is incredible the extent to which I know myself when I play a part or something, I can create memories. I could, oh. if you, so I can make up shit on the right off, right off the bat about a character really? I'm playing. Sure, sometimes more so than other times, but like, sure, I could just start spinning shit out of my head about it's like, and I notice more and more as I'm getting older, and I don't know if this is a sign of encroaching senility or not, but I do notice that so often. I can find myself, if somebody says like, oh yeah, you remember that time when we were getting the ice cream cone and the dog jumped up and tried to get the ice cream, you know, all this up. Somebody says, you know, and the ice cream, and, I, and I'll just be going, maybe, I think maybe I do. <laughs> and then it's like, now I don't know whether I do or yeah, not. Right. And I find it's worse as I'm getting older, actually, which is probably is a sign that my brain is softening. <laughs> as in the old parlance of like, my brain is getting soft. Yeah, somebody just told me your brain shrinks as you get older. Did you know this? Does it really? I didn't realize that. Your That's brain, bad news. Yeah, you. <laughs> That's it's not good news. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> I don't know, but maybe it is, Steve. I don't know. Maybe it'll squeeze out all that shit that we don't need. That's we'll right. There's retain. no such thing as all bad uh, or all good, Paul. There's That's some benefit, right. I'm sure, to having a shrunken brain. That's right. Well, I, actually, I heard I, what I heard was a story about somebody getting a blow to the head, an older gentleman getting a blow to the head, and that he got a, a you know bleeding sub uh, subdural sub subdural uh, bleeding subcranial subcranial. Sub, subdural? I don't know. Yeah, like I don't know bleeding under around something. The brain. Yeah, and that <clears throat> because his brain, because he was old enough, his brain had shrunk enough that there was enough sp <laughs> space between the cranium and the uh, brain. I'm sorry matter. to be laughing at this guy's no, misfortune. No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> this is all about comedy. This show, Steve, it's all about laughing at other people's misfortune. And so that there was enough that actually the brain bleed, it helped him. Yes, that actually the bleeding in the brain it was allowed somehow it was better Holy. than if it was sort of like pressing up against the, it makes uh, sense because that causes a lot of the trouble is the brain expands and then you get the loss of speech and you get these kind of stroke like mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. maladies as a result of that and that's why they have to try to and it was amazing because coma. because this <clears throat> this right exactly my i was being told this story and uh he had to have a emergency uh a brain surgery 
And can you imagine that? Can you imagine being the guy who's like, you get the call and you're like, oh, got to go. Emergency brain surgery. I'll be right back. You know what I mean? It's like my- That's a lot of responsibility. My day is bad because I'm just like, "Eh, my costume shoes are a little tight. Can we get some? Those shoes I'm wearing to play President Roosevelt are too tight. You're playing the surgeon who has to go do it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'm tired. I can't, oh, can somebody, the lights are too bright. I can't remember my lines. Oh, God damn it. Um, But- and I thought to myself, this is fascinating because basically it's it's tree panning. It's trepanning, oh, or however you say that. Into word, the head? Yeah. Which was this ancient, which is an ancient practice of drilling a hole in your skull. Oh my God. Look man. at that. I'm doing the hand drill gesture. <laughs> you I'm got doing the, the like and think about before it. somebody came up with a hand drill, somebody was just doing it with like a fucking <laughs> stone awl, just like digging into your skull. <laughs> Jesus. Or Christ. like chipping, just like fucking just like <laughs> chipping a hole in your skull. That's an incredible thing. And people yeah. did it. Ritually, all over the world, I think, in all different yeah, traditions. There's a, yeah, there's evidence of it on old skull, like Neanderthal yeah. skulls, and shit yeah, like that. really yeah. on Neanderthal skulls too. That I they were like certainly in, in it, certainly in early sapiens, but I think other hominids had have it too. But I'm, I, I won't swear to that. But yeah, very okay. early humans. All right, I won't hold you to I won't hold you to that, Steve. <laughs> I know that's going to come up a lot. The Neanderthal <laughs> panning. and when it does, don't 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 quote me. <laughs> Absolutely. God damn it, Steve. You said that Neanderthals trepan themselves. Why are you fucking bullshitting me? Um, but it is kind of incredible because the idea the idea was to um, release evil spirits, was to release uh-huh. kind of, you know, and so people who seemed to be probably crazy or people who maybe suffered yeah. from all different kinds of maladies. Delusions and shit. Maybe. And, and I'm not sure exactly when or why they did it. Um, but they did do it. And but it helped people then, right? Like it must yes, have helped. That's yeah. the thing that's actually really amazing about it is that apparently it helped. And I remember seeing once, <laughs> again, again, I saw there's a film, there's a movie by some Dutch performance artist. I think it was a woman in the 60s, maybe a man who trepans herself on camera. I have heard of this woman. Yes. I've heard of this. And I've seen it. I've seen it, Holy Steve. Shit. And oh, with, a, with a power drill. Oh. And I'm like, you know, that's really. Where does she do, do it? Like here? I can't here, remember. I don't remember. Oh I think kind of like, I, I don't know whether she just randomly picked it or whether she was like, hmm. And she survives just, it though, right? She like survives she, it. And she says she felt better. And it's, and, and I know that um, other people, <laughs> other people in the modern trepanning movement. And if anybody's listening, we are not recommending this. <laughs> no, people. no, we're not, this yes, is not an endorsement. Do not major do this. disclaimer: <laughs> Do not do this. Don't do it at home or anywhere. Don't do it anywhere, and don't let anybody do it to you. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, and and I'm sure that there are. I'm sure there are people out there in the world doing it, and I think people claim that it makes them feel better. I wonder actually. if it's like if you do it because you're trying <laughs> to let demons out, mm-hmm. but you actually relieve the pressure yeah, that's building up. That must you be. have accidentally heal yes, yourself or, you know. Be. It must yeah, be. That's so there must have been some way in which it like, yeah, absolutely. It worked wow. for people because it's like- It's some, accidental medicine. Accidental medicine, which yeah. is a good, I like that. I like that. I when like I was in China, place. we did, um, I did a variety of things. When I was in Cambodia, they did the cupping thing where they like put the mm-hmm. cups, they heat the cups and it sucks your back into the cup mm-hmm. and it's really, mm-hmm. but they also did this coining where they use a coin and they oil up your your back and then they use coins and scrape these meridian lines on your mm-hmm. back. So mm-hmm. your back has all these pathways of, and then I, I've told you before about drinking turtle blood and other stuff, but right. I was thinking. Sure. <laughs> and, and you know what? I'm just going to let that go by. No, let's I'm just let even, that fly yep, on I'm by. just going to let that slide. Yep. I remember you talking <laughs> about drinking. Yes, Steve. I remember you talking about drinking <laughs> turtle blood. Continue. Let's, so <laughs> I think that you might have stuff in this these ancient medicines. Oh, absolutely. That really does help you, but you don't have a theory to connect yet. Absolutely. You know, the, what it yes. is yet. Probably. Yet. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, I uh, uh, acupuncture to me. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I've 100%. had benefits from that. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally have. And the cup. What, what, what did you have it for? Like um, uh, smoking or back aches or what? Uh, back aches, things like that. I had it when I had um, when I had GERD, Steve. What the fuck is <sighs> GERD? I'm going to admit here, 
I was about to say on national television. We're not we're not on national television anymore, are we, Steve? National we have television. those numbers, though. Oh. We have the same numbers. <laughs> That's right. We've got national television numbers. That's right. Um, that I um, I had GERD, gastroesophageal <laughs> reflux disorder, Steve. Oh, I think my brother had this, yes. What they call the acid okay. reflux. And a uh, long time ago, and I don't have it anymore, um, probably for various reasons, but I definitely think that that helped. That for helped. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, totally. I mean, they, I've never seen the thing where they perform open heart surgery on a guy, apparently. Have you ever seen, have heard about this? Where well, By using China, acupuncture? Yeah, apparently as an, oh anas- as an anesthetic. Oh, as a means of an, As a means of anesthetizing the guy. They, I mean, I think it's, I, I, I've heard that this is, that it was true. And that That's not some Yuri Geller shit, is it? <laughs> it's not, I don't, Yuri, Yuri Geller. Yuri Geller's still out there. Is tell. he really? I thought yeah. he was long past. No, huh? I've seen that he's on he's on social media. He's the spoon bender. Larry Geller, by the way, is, yeah. was a was a, was a gentleman who claimed and still claims to have the ability to. Well, what are his powers? They're psychokinetic. They're sort yeah, of yeah. Like, he can move shit with his mind. He says, <laughs> "I'm very skeptical," but he would be on the Carson show every now and then. All the remember? time, he'd, like, I, he'd be on right. the Carson show. That's right, and I believe that he was debunked by the. By the great, uh, by the amazing Randy. Yeah. Do you remember that the guy? Amazing Randy from the, amazing, the Skeptical Society. Yeah. The amazing Randy was this really ama- wonderful guy, James. He Randy. looked like Santa Claus. He looked like Santa Claus. He was this tiny little elfin guy who was uh, was a magician. Actually, yeah, he was a great magician who trained, I think, Penn and Teller, or had a big influence on Penn and Teller. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. that. And um, and so he would go around debunking psychics and things like that. And he debunked, I think, Yuri Geller on the Carson show. I, but, yeah, um, I think that's right. But Yuri Geller could um, bend spoons and things like that. Here's but back th- to psychic surgery. But, though, but that, hold on, that, hold on. Okay. But here's, here's my thing about Yuri Geller. Here's my thing about Yuri Geller. And I'm not saying I believe entirely that Yuri Geller's doing it. But it's like, okay, you bend, uh, let's say he's fake, you know, he's got a fork and then he fake bends the fork. I'm like, how's he doing that though? How If it's a trick, how the fuck is he doing it? Uh, it's a say. magic trick that those, I think, okay, I would say look up the Penn and Teller stuff because I think uh-huh. they replicate okay. it. Okay. They show okay. that it can be done. It's not that hard. But it, as magic, it's still cool. Yeah, as it is that still kind cool. Of magic. Yes, it is. Anyway, you were talking about psychic surgery? Well, there was a kind of psychic. You were talking about surgery with acupuncture. And I know there was this tradition that came out of like the Philippines or something mm-hmm. where people yeah. were doing a kind of, you've got a growth in you mm-hmm. and I can take it out using yes. my psychic surgery. And then yes. they like have like a fake thumb with like giblets in it or like liver <laughs> I think that's exactly what it was. I think, unfortunately, that's exactly what it was. I think it was giblets. Actually, no. And it's, I mean, but there's, yes, that's right. And there was all these fake psychic surgeons. And, but um, I do believe in the power of of the mind on the body. I think the mind has a, a lot more power than we think it does on the mind, on, on the body. Yeah. For sure. Maybe no, not. absolutely. No, I, uh, absolutely. That That whole mind-body connection thing. Yeah. Again, magic. It's a kind of magic. Yeah. It's a kind of ability to change reality. You know, we've come full circle, Steve. We are back all the way <laughs> to the start of magic and Satanism. Isn't that incredible? We're back. Yes. At, we're back at changing reality. We covered reality. a lot of ground here. Changing reality with your mind. <laughs> we really did, Steve. I'm actually surprised. I'm actually very, very surprised that we had that much shit in store <laughs> in our heads. <laughs> Another <laughs> successful chinwag. I hope anybody enjoyed this besides us. Yes, I, I really so. do. Me too. I think everybody else is just off in slumberland, Steve. You know, no, they're looking up these pleasant, great leads right. we've given. I hope so. Crowley, pleasant, pleasant nightmares, folks. Um, I see that there's a Satan con. Before we leave, that there's a Satan con. Salem-based really? satanic temple. I'm actually finally looking at my notes. Oh, God. <laughs> Why bother? I don't know why I'm bothering. Oh, we could have talked about Slender Man. We could have talked about. I'm finally looking at my notes. That's another episode. There is a Satan Con, so we'll have to uh, we'll have to get on top of that sometime. Maybe we should go to Satan Con sometime. That would be great. Let's go do a a little cosplay. Do a little cosplay. I'll dress as Baphomet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, this has been great, Steve. Thank you for likewise, man. Another lovely afternoon. Okay, man. Okay, cheers. Bye. 
Hello, chinwaggers. If you enjoyed this scintillating episode, our dear friend and previous guest, Candace DeLong, has a very engaging, very heartwarming show called Killer Psyche. If you don't know of it, you should acquaint yourself with it because it's outstanding. Her episode on July 20th will talk even more about uh, the satanic panic and the McMartin preschool trial. You can find Killer Psyche anywhere you get your podcasts. Same as us. Enjoy. Chinwag is a production of Treefort Media and Touchy Feely Films. Hosted and executive produced by Paul Giamatti and Stephen Asma. Executive producers for Treefort are Kelly Garner and Lisa Ammerman. Dan Carey is executive producer for Touchy Feely. Our series producer is Rachel Whitley Bernstein. Our associate producer is Andrew Miller. Original theme music by Luke Topp with additional music by Via Mardot. Oscar Guido is our executive in charge of production. Tom Monahan is head of audio for Treefort. Animation created by Alex Sokol. Audio production, supervision, and editing by Maxwell Carney. Additional audio assistance and mixing by Jeff Neal. With additional production management from Renee Levesque. Clara Wong is Celestial Empress of Benevolent Knowledge. Lastly, for more information, go to chinwagpod.fm and find us on Instagram or TikTok at chinwagpod or on Twitter at chinwag underscore pod. Have you ever wondered why we call French fries French fries? Or why something is the greatest thing since sliced bread? There are answers to those questions. Everything Everywhere Daily is a podcast for curious people who want to learn more about the world around them. Every day, you'll learn something new about things you never knew you didn't know. Subjects include history, science, geography, mathematics, and culture. If you're a curious person and want to learn more about the world you live in, just subscribe to Everything Everywhere Daily wherever you cast your pod.